and welcome to the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This is episode 120, Zen Gardening in the Cloud. I've got my garden hat on, my muck boots in, and I'm your host, Ryan Spilkin. And joining me today in their very nice gardening attire are Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell. Matthew, Brenda, nice to see you. Fine day uh, to work the garden. I tip my sun hat at you, Ryan. <laughs> you know, today actually wouldn't be bad. It is. We're recording this on uh, Tuesday, June 22nd. And here in, in Springfield, Missouri, right in the middle of the country, it's it's a sunny 74 degrees, which is much nicer than the 95 degrees it was over the weekend when I was actually working in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, as long as you put your sunscreen on, I think all Did. shall be well. Now, when I don't know about YouTube, but whenever I'm working with one of those Zen gardens, and I do really enjoy them, um, especially the ones that you can interact with not on a desk, but the ones that you go mm-hmm. to and you actually mm-hmm. pick up a rake and you push things around um, – one of my favorite things is to turn the rake over and clear the box out. And Atlassian mm-hmm. is allowing you to do a similar move in the cloud because you can now delete your sandboxes sooner. You just want to clear your sandbox and start again. You want to wipe it all clean, knock down the castle, and uh, build it up fresh so that you can experiment with a new arrangement. And that used to be kind of a time-consuming procedure. Well, no longer because now when you uh, put in to delete your sandbox, it is gone, baby, gone. Following the cloud platform, we'll take a closer look at the Jira cloud platform, where changes have come again and again to the advanced roadmaps. The first one is an overlapping date filter to where you can now focus your view on only the dependencies that require your attention on the timeline. So it seems like a really great way for project managers to see where conflicts are going to be happening in their planned work. You're also able to show off epics uh, in the roadmap, but you have to do a little bit of work. So currently you can't see epics in the roadmap and that's by default for whatever reason. However, if you're the kind of project manager that wants to see epics and how they overlap with your timeline, there is a little bit of JQL magic you can perform, um, and the incantation can be found in the show notes that we'll be linking you to today. Finally, there's a new drag-and-drop dependency feature in the advanced roadmap where you can just click and drag issues on the timeline to the front or back of each other to create a... um, so, Mr. Project Management and Mr. Project Management. A relationship. Management, a relationship. That's the word. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Project Management champions, these two, uh, could tell me what that's called. Um, and now it's just a click and drag procedure to indicate that. And, of course, it does right back to your JIRA issues. I, I do recall many months ago saying it would be really nice, Atlassian, if you're listening, if we could just drag these uh, two issues together in roadmaps and have it create a dependency. Uh, so thank you. Thanks guys. <laughs> and you're welcome. And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, on the cloud platform in general, you are now able to utilize a block list to remove an entire domain from communicating with your Jira service management portal. I guess that was listed under the, the platform itself because I'm sure that that affects other tools with uh, email inbox, such as Jira Work Management. For Jira Software, the ability to create and schedule future sprints has been implemented widely now, 
And so if you want to add, if you want to start just penciling in, because we know it's not really too agile to plan too far ahead. But if you want to have some sketches laid down on what your next few months are going to look like, uh, the tool will allow you to uh, create a new sprint behind the current one. In Jira Service Management Cloud, you have a new and enhanced view of knowledge base articles for your agents. So when an agent accesses an issue, the suggestions that pop up for their resolution will be quickly uh, displayed in line. And there's some new styling and formatting changes to um, enhance that cross-confluence experience as well. There's also a change calendar that you can work with your service desk if you handle change requests. You can actually visualize that in a calendar format, which I think I'm not familiar of it with a change calendar functionality in the server edition. I don't think I've ever seen that. So no, this I'm, is cool. I'm curious to see what this looks like in practice. Um, as is so often the case, my Jira cloud uh, environment has not yet gotten this feature. Uh, so sorry, uh, viewers, uh, <laughs> that I, I can't really speak on it. But yeah, being able to view, create, reschedule change requests and, and in the style, the design of a calendar uh, is definitely interesting. I could see this being really helpful for um, if you're if you're dealing with like physical plant or, you know, accounts and stuff too. But, you know, being able to schedule, I'm going to go to this office at this time and do this work on site uh, for those who are being forced to go back to offices. You know, um, it's, uh, I don't know, I, I, for my previous, for my, my, the days of my youth working in a help desk. Uh, this would be really nice uh, visualization. Matthew, I think you're the youngest person on here. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't mean, that mean he... I don't have days of my youth. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that they weren't misspent either. That's a totally other <laughs> <Rude> story. <laughs> His time in mm -hmm. IT. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Confluence Cloud has made managing global permissions easier, a little less drill down to get your users connected with the permissions they need to do their work. They've reorganized the page, uh, the page itself into tabs by user type, and the look itself has been cleaned up. Um, as usual, Atlassian has a great track record of um, putting their these designs through UX and improving visibility and accessibility. So uh, sounds great to me. And it also includes some filtering in the permissions. So you can really quickly narrow down what you need to do as an administrator. As a user, you can now view the pages that you visited most recently. This is a feature that I live by in my day-to-day -day life in Confluence server. So that it's now on cloud is a good touch. I always am looking at, well, what was I just looking at the other day? You know, so I go to recently viewed and I access that. They've, they have improved that experience for the cloud user. You can now view the page tree in any space based on when you viewed the pages with the most recent at the top of that list. So I think that's gonna be a really nice way to view um, content through Confluence. And finally, in Confluence Cloud, Team Calendars also has a new look. So all this calendaring, all these grids with numbers on them are getting freshly faced. Um, just as before, you're able to access all the calendars and events and create new ones and such. But it's just a shiny new interface tuned for accessibility. And that's it for the Atlassian Cloud updates from the last two weeks. <music> So let's turn our attention to uh, Jira software. 
server and data center. We've got 8.17.1. This point release resolves three bugs. Uh, The first and darkly amusing one to me is titled Disabling or Uninstalling Advanced Roadmaps Disables Jira Software. (laughs) (laughs) if if, If you had upgraded... Uh, Jira software uh, from an earlier version to 8.15 or 8.16. So this only this was introduced in 8.15, um, and then disable in our uninstalled advanced roadmaps. You then lose the Jira software application, and it could not be re-enabled from the UI. Um, so first off, for those of you who are on 8.15 or 8.16, beware! <laughs> Don't turn off advanced roadmaps because uh, it will it will kill Jira. They just they have a very codependent relationship. That's really what's going on here. Um, if you upgrade to 8.17.1, it's fixed. Uh, it's also uh, listed in fixed version 8.18.0, or just don't, uh, just never disable advanced roadmaps. I think that's what Atlassian was really trying to get at here. Uh, <laughs> Why you, would you, you're though? stuck with it forever. <laughs> um, other bugs, video attachments had stopped playing in, in Chrome and Safari browsers, uh, probably an issue with, with Chromium or something, um, header navigation color. So fairly minor. Um, if you're not an advanced roadmaps uh, customer, you know, maybe this point release isn't that important, but if you are, would definitely recommend doing that because it, you know, sometimes you got to turn something off, turn it back on to test it, and you don't want turning off a plugin to <laughs> disable your entire application and make it impossible to re-enable. Uh, so yeah, that's Jira Software 8.17.1 for you. My heart goes out to the people who had to discover that bug the hard way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Moving on to Jira Service Management uh, on-prem. So Jira Service Management 4.17.1 is out as of June 15th. Uh, four bugs fixed in this one with an overlap with some of what Matthew had said. The first one in this list being the one that would cause me to recommend that you do upgrade. And that is that issues that should be hidden with a security level are visible in Service Management SLA reports. So that's that's one that I would recommend that you go ahead and upgrade to 4.17.1 if at all possible, um, just because of some security and visibility issues there. Um, when viewing the linked major incidents custom field in Jira's custom field administration section, you get an error that has been resolved. Video attachments in Chrome and Safari uh, resolved and header navigation highlight background color uh, not taking effect. Um, so if you're trying to style things, uh, you would think you'd be able to, you know, change the colors in your header. So um, yeah, check check out Jira Service Management 4.17.1. Um, just four bug fixes, but one that I think is pretty important. Confluence Server and Data Center, we've got 7.12.2. This includes a major severity uh, security vulnerability that's been patched. This was a vulnerability disclosed in Tomcat. There were two different uh, CVEs for it, uh, Tomcat 9.0 and 8.5, uh, effectively. We'll, we'll link to the, the release notes, of course. 
I want to say what this vulnerability actually is, and the ticket doesn't say. <laughs> so now I'm <laughs> opening it up to see what the the vulnerability um, thing states. Okay. Of the first one, NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, acknowledges uh, it's a configuration edge case, highly unlikely to be used. It, it is risky, but like, you know, probably not the big deal. Um, but the second one uh, is uh, when responding to certain types of connection requests, uh, duplicate request headers could happen where user A and user B both see the results of user A's request. So obviously there's security permission implications there. So would recommend, um, based on the resolution of these Tomcat vulnerabilities, that you upgrade Confluence to 7.12.2 to, to patch this. If you're on a, an older release, presumably there's going to be a hot fix. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, beyond that, there's a bug to fix uh, uh, the log JMX metrics job so that uh, it displays those metrics as anticipated. Uh, and a page property report header fix. Um, but the security vulnerability is really the key thing to look at and get upgraded in Confluence 7.12.2. I get to share probably the biggest news this week. <clears throat> this goss is hot. Um, dropped today... <laughs> Are we talking about and, Goss, comma, Ryan? <laughs> Our Goss? Ryan Gosling action uh, here. You know, that would probably help me to adopt some of these new products more quickly. I'm just saying. <laughs> little, uh, little, uh, you need a yeah, little celebrity uh, spokesperson for Atlassian. Celebrity spokesperson. I would actually take Ryan Reynolds over Ryan Gosling. So, Atlassian, mm, if you're yeah. listening. Um, yeah, oh, I would like to specify which Ryan I would, I would like to have as my celebrity spokesperson for your products. I feel attacked, but but go on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> you not those Ryans. She Ryan just prefers Reynolds. Ryan. Yeah, no, it's I good. just it's good. can't help it. She's a Ryan kind um, of gal, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, dropping today, June 22nd, the day we record this wonderful podcast, Bitbucket Data Center 7.14. Now, you know, it's Bitbucket Data Center. Not everybody's using Bitbucket Data Center, but for those of you that are, the highlight this week is enhanced integration with Jira Software Cloud. And we had a little discussion as we were prepping to record of why, why Atlassian might have gone this direction. Bitbucket Data Center can now send enhanced development information to your Jira Software Cloud site. This is going to allow you to do things like um, you see your development tools directly on the Jira issue, which you know if you're integrated on, on Jira server, you're used to that. Um, this is now sending additional information um, along with branches, commits, and pull requests, but there's some new automation and reporting features that are going to allow you to calculate cycle time metrics. I'm a big fan of cycle time metrics. Um, so this is the time it takes to get something from first commit on a branch to production. Cycle time there. Linked Bitbucket repos displayed in the code tab on Jira Cloud. Um, and then you can also trigger automation for Jira events. So branch created, commit created, pull request created, pull request declined, pull request merged. Uh, this allows you to do some powerful stuff with workflows in particular. Um, so a lot of really good stuff that's being added to this integration with Jira Software Cloud. So this is already available in Bitbucket Cloud to 
Jira Software Cloud. Um, but there are a number of, of organizations that aren't ready to move Bitbucket to cloud. And, and this is going to accommodate folks that are able to get onto, say, Jira and Confluence Cloud, but need their repos to be on-prem. Um, so this adds a lot of these features in for that directionality, that integration. Um, and if you're not already linked, it will prompt you to do so the first time you try to use any of these new features. Um, so if you are on Bitbucket Data Center and are elsewhere on cloud, you have a lot of new features. Um, so definitely check out that integration. We'll link to the release notes in our show notes. I was a little surprised that they didn't add some of this to Jira Software Data Center. Um, so this is part of the, the insights functionality. We talked about this a few months ago. It's the deployment frequency, the cycle time, like the stuff that you can now get Jira Software Cloud integrated with Bitbucket Cloud. I think you actually just see this in Bitbucket Cloud. Um, and we've been really enjoying the deployment frequency reporting here at Adaptivist. It's not like the most helpful thing, but it, it does sort of make us feel good when we see like, wow, look at how much we're deploying. Uh, cycle time. Uh, particularly nice. Um, would love to see that insights come to Jira Software Data Center. I, I wonder if that's on the roadmap um, or if this is going to be, you know, how we used to see features getting added to data center and not to server. I wonder if this is going to become one of those wedge features that Elastin used to, uses to try to drive people from Jira Software Data Center to Jira Software Cloud. Could very well be. I think that is an absolutely fair question. Um, some additional updates to uh, the merge process. Um, so many of you are running continuous integration builds um, to ensure code quality and make sure governance policies are being enforced. Um, there's some additional, it's a required builds merge check, which though, that's to me, that's a collection of words that have been slapped together. I, I confess that re I had to read this chunk several times for it to really make sense in my head. So required builds merge check. So what's going to happen is if you are a repo admin on Bitbucket Data Center, you have more flexibility and control over pull requests getting merged into important destination branches. You can select which builds must pass a particular build check in order to merge into specified branches, as well as which can be excluded. So for instance, if something's urgent, you could add a pattern of hotfix dash star. And so any branch that starts with hotfix dash whatever, is, you're not going to have a, a successful build check. Now, maybe you should, but that's an example. Um, so this gives you the option to say protected, certain branches are protected. We're not going to allow merges without it passing a successful build. Unless you put in... Unless you put in that tech. Okay. Yeah. So you have the option of no exclusions. You can do it by, you know, here's a list of branch names that are protected. Here's a branch pattern that's protected, or here's a branching model that's protected. Um, so this is, this is global across Bitbucket, but you can specify which repos we're looking at. Um, you can also do the same for exempt source branches. So you could say no, nothing's exempt or particular name branches are exempt or a pattern is exempt, et cetera. Um, so there is more information on adding this required builds merge check um, linked to in the page that we will add to the show notes. Another thing that I really like, and Atlassian, if you're listening, in addition to my request for Ryan Reynolds as your spokesperson, you have a cleanup tool in Bitbucket. 
So if you go to your, your cog wheel menu as an admin, you can go to the cleanup menu and it's going to give you a size filter on the repos page. So in, in data center 7.13, they added this advanced repo management where you can see all the repos in the instance. Now you can filter them based on size so that you can manage them and you go, which ones are the biggest, which ones are the smallest. Can we do this in Confluence, please? Please, please, dear Atlassian, <laughs> please add this to Confluence. Just saying. It might be easier to get Ryan Reynolds. You know, I'll, <laughs> if you can get me one of two, I'll be happy. Also, in this release, we now support Postgres 13 and Git 2.32 for server. Um, so just some additional supported platforms. A number of resolved issues, a, a 19 resolved issues, Bitbucket Data Center, um, lots and lots of things in this release. So um, 7.14, if you're running Bitbucket Data Center, please do take a look at those release notes. Um, lots of goodies for you there. I really want for this cleanup tool, it says uh, help you deal with unwanted data. I, I feel like what that needs is like a, a user filter as well. Just like, you know, anything <laughs> Matthew Stubblefield has submitted is probably trash. Let's just clean that yep. up. Yep. Let's just get that unwanted data out of there. But to be fair, there is the, you know, this user has left the company or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe those repos are no longer being used. Um, you mm -hmm. could clean them up that way. I would love to see a, you know, last commit date filter or at least being able to sort, mm -hmm. um, you know, when was something last updated? If we're not committing to a branch anymore, can we, can we get rid of it? So there's... Mm -hmm. There's plenty of ways to clean up content. This is this is a lovely start. The fact that it exists just makes my brain happy. Again, please do this in Confluence. Please, please, please. Um, yeah, so wonderful update for Bitbucket Data Center. Um, admins, go nuts. Finally, you might have seen some news lately about a return to the office and how some people are so aghast at the idea of returning to an office that they've quit their jobs. You might be an Atlassian admin out there whose boss is telling you, or an Atlassian user out there whose boss is telling you, you got to get your butt back in the seat. Well, do you? Was that, was that rhetorical? <laughs> Well, no, it wasn't rhetorical because if you're looking for a place to work where you don't have to go into an office uh, and you want to be, you want to continue with remote life, we at Adaptivist, we embrace that remote life and uh, we've got a ton of positions open. So we're going to link to our recruitment page and you can come work with Matthew, Brenda and I. And I don't know if, if there, if anything else could sell you, I don't even know what it would be besides our generous perks. <laughs> it's it's worth noting adaptivist we operate in 15 countries now um so listeners you you may not know this uh we we've we've grown quite a lot over the years uh and we've got open positions in services and product and in hr and talent and uh analytics and and just sort of all over the place so uh take a look uh, we do have offices and in, in some places i'm actually back in the office today we've we here in springfield in Missouri, in the U.S., <laughs> um, while well, we've been in the news a lot lately for uh, uh, not a not a spurious reason, a track record of the pandemic. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it spurious. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, 
you know, we were very uh, lucky and like we're really on the ball. All of us in the office got vaccinated. So we've been, you know, back in the office now for a few weeks now. And it is for for us, we're not required to be, which I think makes a big difference. We, we have the option uh, to come into the office. And it's like, uh, it's uh, it's like being able to take a breath when you haven't been able to for a while. Just seeing people face-to-face has been really nice. But having that flexibility, you know, I'm still working from home three or four days a week. Um, you know, the, that's that's what we like to provide people is that flexibility. So as Ryan said, uh, Datris, we're, we're hiring. You've got a lot of positions open. Uh, if you are uh, looking to, to move remote, want to stay remote, uh, check out the careers page. Feel free to list Matthew Stubblefield as your referrer. <laughs> to be clear, there are positions that would not work with any of the three of us. So if that's your selling point. <laughs> if you want to avoid us, that's not hard to do, really. <laughs> I mean, most people do. <laughs> no, no. It's, uh, yeah, and even our, I think all of our respective teams have positions open. So you can work yes, with so. us or without us. And we would less love we'd love to have you. We always like to to hear from our podcast listeners. So if you're looking for a gig that is full remote, you're ready to not go back to the office. We're ready to hang out with you at Adaptivist. I have two strong words for you. Okay, come on, come on, come, come on. on, come on. So thanks for joining us again uh, for episode 120 of Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. As always, you can hit us up on social at Adaptivist. Uh, Be sure to like, share, subscribe this podcast. Tell your friends who are Atlassian admins or even the ones who aren't. Maybe they want to become Atlassian admins. You know, this is one avenue for doing that. And for Ryan Spilken and Brenda Burrell, I am Matthew Stubblefield. Thanks, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. Good luck editing that one, Ryan. (laughs) Stumbled all over the place.